Hallelujah, hallelujah. We greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're all welcome to this special service. I want to thank you for tuning in, for allowing God to speak to you this morning. I believe that many of you have had a wonderful time of worship and praise. I believe that many of you have had a wonderful time of devotion as you've been surrendering to God and allowing Him to have His way in your lives. We want to thank God so much for the past week. God has been very faithful. I believe that many of you, God has preserved you, God has protected you. I believe that you're growing in Him. I believe that the Holy Spirit is drawing you closer and closer to Himself. Hallelujah. I want to say that this is one of the most exciting moments to live in. I don't know about you. But this is one of the most exciting times to be alive, to dwell in. Hallelujah. We're going to be sharing the word of God. And I pray that God can speak to your heart. God can speak to your spirit. Open up yourself and let God minister to you. Praise the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I want to give a word of exaltation, first of all, to all of you. If I get into deeper into the word of God, I want to give a word of exhortation, a word of encouragement to many of you. The Bible says in the book of First John, First John chapter 5, Yukane Chisoka, Sulayakutano, verse 4. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? I'll read this again. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. For who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Hallelujah. I want to say to you that if you were born of God, you were born to overcome. 
You were born to be victorious. No matter what happens in the world, no matter what happens around you, the Bible says, whatever is born of God overcomes. Whoever is born of God overcomes. So you were created as an overcomer. Your family is an overcoming family. So no matter what happens to you, you are supposed to overcome. Bible yagamiti mticho na echazali wakatonda chiwa angule nsi. Chone echazali wakatonda chiwa angule nsi. Gobango olimu ye, gobango tambulida mu ye, olimu wanguzi. Bible yagama tuliba wanguzi no kuchira wo. So, wekwekele mu ye, tambulida mu ye, Bible yagama, mti, edeche chiwa angule nsi kwe kukiriza kwa fe. Have faith. What is faith? Faith is the evidence of things that are not seen. You have evidence. You know that God is in control. It's, you, you, you have the hope. Amen. You have the substance. It's, it's the substance of that which is not tangible. But in the spirit you touch it. So you get to a moment where you don't only feel it, but you know that you know that you know that God is in church. You know that the Lord reigns. So, don't allow fear to grip you. Don't allow anxiety to grip you. Hide yourself in God and allow faith to rise. Amen. Paul said that the faith that I have is the Son of God. Faith is supernatural. Faith is spiritual. It is non-physical. And so, this is a word of encouragement to all of you who have been afraid, who have been challenged. I want to encourage you to say that you are an overcomer. Olimuanguzi. Kubanga shona echizari wakatonda chiwangula. So as long as you are in him, you overcome. When you get out, it will be a different story. But when you are in him, you are an overcomer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And so, Father, I pray that, God, your will will be done in the lives of your people. Faith will be built, faith in you. Not only faith for things, but faith in you, dear God. Let your name be glorified in Jesus name praise the Lord amen I want now to go to uh, a word that God has put on my heart to to share I believe that God wants to speak to us and not only us he wants to speak to our generation he wants to speak to families he wants to speak to leaders he wants to speak to nations he wants to speak to, to the church. He wants to speak to his people. Amen. Revelations, Revelations chapter 19. Revelations chapter 19, verse 6, from verse 6. And I heard 
as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. I'll read it again. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings saying hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. This voice, this sound is ringing even today. It is ringing. Do you hear it? Rekobroshaya. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? The sound is like one of a mighty thundering. Mighty thundering. Amen. And it says, Hallelujah. The Lord God, omnipotent, reigns. Praise the Lord. I want to say and I want to declare and I want to, to, to proclaim what the Bible says. The Lord God reigns. Mukama afuga. He reigns. May God reign. May, may God reign in your life. May God reign in Uganda. May God reign in the nations. May God whatever that was hindering the manifestation of the reigning of God may it be removed in Jesus' name. In this season and the coming season, may we see the great reigning of God, the authority of God, the kingdom of God. He reigns. He reigns. Do you hear that voice? It's not a silent voice. It is not a voice of fear. It is not a voice of anxiety. It is not a voice that speaks out while in hiding. It's not a whisper that, oh, that people may not hear us. But it is thundering. Thundering. My God, if there are things in your life that had covered up your heart, your spirit, that you were unable to hear the thundering voice that says, He reigns. I say that as you seek His face, as you first, your spirit clears out and every layer, every layer of, 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 of the world that had covered your, your spirit, all the spiritual works that had covered up your, your spiritual ears that you were unable to hear. 
All that you are hearing was the, the, the scares in the world, the fear in the world, the, the, the people dying and this and the other. Oh my God. The Lord says he reigns and he wants his voice to be heard. His voice to be heard that he reigns. He reigns. Children of God, people of God, lift your eyes and see the Lord. Lift your eyes and see what God is doing. Focus on Him. There are many who are focusing on the challenges they are going through. They are focusing on the difficulties they are facing right now. Many are focusing on what they don't have. And they are crying and saying, oh, I wish this could end. I wish it could end now. But I want to say to you, he says in his word that when you go through fire, I will be with you. When you go through the waters, they will not overthrow, overflow you. You will not drown. I will be with you. Can you see God amid this fire? Can you see God amid this, the floods of challenges that come your way? The church, especially the leaders, have caused many people to become spiritual drafts. In the church, many have not grown spiritually to be able to see God amid this fire, to see God amid these challenges. Many keep on crying, many keep on wishing and desiring. Oh, I wish the fire could end. But he says, I will be with you in the fire. I'll be with you. And so in the fire, when he's around, I don't have to cry. I don't have to despair because he's around. He's around. He says, I'll be with you. There are many people that were no longer feeling him. You could not feel him. You could not sense him. Men are trying to look for him from the house. But he says, I'll be there. I'm there with you. And so this is a time that as we spend time with him, as we go before him, as we surrender to him, we begin to see him. We begin to feel him. We begin to know he's around. And so that that sense of him being around becomes dominant. Becomes dominant. That what you, you see and what you sense in your spirit and what is in your mind is all aligned together. And it connects with the very source of, of, of life and that is the throne room of God. There is that connection and what is there just flows. And then you say, hallelujah. You say, hallelujah. 
you say amen he reigns and so that voice that is up there that if you've aligned yourself it aligns with the voice in you it aligns with the understanding in you with your heart and you say hallelujah the lord reigns he's real mukama fuga mukama mulamu he reigns verse 7 revelations 19 verse 7 he says let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready oh my god i read this again let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready the bride has made herself ready the bride has made herself ready and the marriage of the lamb has come there is great activity that takes place in heaven that goes on in heaven not only to keep the children of god down here on the earth no not only to provide for them while they are here on the earth no but to prepare the bride to prepare the wife to the lamb for the marriage that is coming do you see that great work by god that great work by god the greatest working the greatest working of the holy spirit on the earth is not only to bless you is not only for you to be protected is not only for you to get, have a job or to have money or to have what to eat or to have what to put on the greatest working of the holy spirit on the earth is to prepare the bride of the bridegroom to prepare the bride of Jesus for that marriage and that preparation involves so many things so many things and in this hour god is calling upon the church and he says can you see the preparation can you see the process can you see what i'm doing in your life can you see what i'm doing in the nations 
the way of the Lord. Preparation. And so there is great rejoicing. There is gladness. Why? Because the marriage of the Lamb has come. So rejoicing takes place. The marriage has come. But also the rejoicing takes place because the bride to the bridegroom has made herself ready. Has made herself ready. People of God. God wants to take away all the blindness that had filled the bride. The blindness and the, the focusing on the world, the focusing on, on, on the things of the world that perish. The focusing on so many things that perish. God wants to remove that veil away. That the church may begin to see the highest calling, the highest life. That the church may begin to see that, oh, he came to redeem us. He came to save us. But not to stay here on the earth forever. But... To prepare us for the other life. The life after here. He says in the book of John, John chapter 15, chapter 14. John chapter 14 verse 1. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I got to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Church, children of God, warriors, people of God. One of the major things that God is doing in these last days. We are in the last days. And the work that God wants to do, the greatest work, the ultimate work... It's not only to bless the church. It's not only to provide things for his people. There is a greater work that he's doing. And he's calling upon his people to be caught up in that greater work. In that greater work. In that greater working of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. But what is he comforting you in? What is he comforting you in? Is he comforting you over small things? Over things that perish? Or he's comforting you in that greater life? 
of preparation for the coming of the Lord. For the coming of the bridegroom. There are challenges. There are difficulties which are associated with the life in him. With the challenges in him. With the persecution of being in him. Not only challenges concerning our jobs and concerning our things around us. Actually, not only challenges concerning our health. Not only our health, because this body will perish. However much you take care of it, it will perish. However much you do so much, you work on your hair, you, you, you work on your face, you dress nicely, all that is good, but that will perish. But while we go through this life, there is a greater battle we are in, and that is the fight of faith. The fight of faith. The battle of faith. Faith in Jesus. Not faith in things, but faith in God. When, when people of God, when the children of God choose to be caught up in that higher life, in that higher calling, the Lord begins to, to push away all these other things which are minor. And when we, you focus into the major life, I tell you, God, God begins to take care of your surroundings. Because now you are focused in the right direction. When you focus in the right direction, you get direction. And the right direction you need. When you focus in the right direction, you get the right counsel you need. When you focus in the right direction, you get the right provisions and requirements. Resources. Resources you need to reach there. And so every other thing becomes a means. Things that help you to get there. Church. The church of Jesus in the nations is being called upon in this hour. This is a time of realignment with God's ultimate purpose. This is a Rikoshibaba. This is a time of realignment with God's greatest will. When Jesus was on the earth, he tried so much to stay focused within the will. That which the Father had called him for. And when many people tried to divert him in so many things, he said, please, no, 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 I'm not called for that. I'm not into that. I have an assignment. The Bible talks of a man that came to him and said, Master, tell my brother to divide inheritance with me. And Jesus said, man, who told you that I've, I've come as an arbiter into these matters? He wants to say focus to the calling. 
He wants to step for Rico Baba. He wants to step focused to the will of God. Oh my God. Yes, let there be people that comfort others into the, the little, little things they are going through. Let them do that. But in this hour, God is separating and he's saying, where are those that can stay the course, stay into the higher calling and receive power, receive strength, receive the ability to call my people back to me and to prepare the bride. To prepare the bride for the bridegroom. There is a realignment, re envisioning, reorganizing of our lives. And even in this very ministry, God is realigning us, reorganizing our vision, our mandate, and focusing us more onto the main thing. And one of the things that is going to become major in this season is the preparation of the bride for the return of the bridegroom. Oh my God, I'd rather prepare for that which is eternal that is coming. And I'd rather help people get ready for that life which will be more than this life that is coming. There is a way God in the past season and the past years, he has been cutting off certain things of me and certain responsibilities and reorganizing me and, and preparing me and saying there is a great assignment that is coming. And this assignment is becoming more and more clearer. More and more clearer. Yes, there are people who are suffering there are people who are hungry. There are people who are sick and all that. And you feel compassion for them. And you can make ministry out of that. Helping the poor and feeding the poor and so many things. And you can be taken into that. And many who are sick and you can be caught up into the sufferings of people. But Jesus... Much as he helped the people, he fed the poor, he healed the sick and raised the dead. He did not get lost in that. He focused on the assignment and that was to redeem mankind. To go to the cross, pay the price. And after he paid that price, he went back to heaven. Having provided, opened a way for people to come in the kingdom. And though, now that we come in, he opens our eyes to see and understand that, oh, whatever he does in our lives is for the preparation of the other life. The preparation of the other life. To be ready. So he says here, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Many. Many. Everyone can be accommodated. And so he says, I would have told you 
if they were not there. But now I got to prepare a place for you. He says, I got to prepare a place for you. Can we begin to see that life? Can we begin to see his working there? So let me say this church, people of God. While he prepares there, he also prepares here. He also prepares here. And he wants the, the life and the system of preparation here to become dominant. 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 Let the things that are about preparation for the other life become dominant once again into our hearts. Let's go about many things. Let's go about our families. Let's go about our work. Let's go about our studies. Let's go about so many things. Let's go about our farms and all that. But let the main thing be the main thing, the main focus. And that's Jesus. And if it is Jesus, let us know what is in his mind currently. What is in his heart currently. Yes, we can say we are, we are having our minds on him, but we are stuck in the past. And we are looking at what's one segment of his life and that is maybe protecting us, healing us, and providing for us. But there is more of him. There is more of him. And, and part of the work that is preoccupying him in this hour is the preparation for the marriage. And as God has been looking down in the church, down on the earth, he has been seeing the bride. He has been seeing his people not being ready. Not being prepared. Many have been lost in so many things and his heart has been grieving, grieving. Saying, look, the things I gave to my people, they've taken them away. My, the hearts of my people are taken away from that which I want to do in their lives. The blessings I gave them, the opportunities I gave them, the marriages I gave them, the, the, the jobs I gave them, the friends I gave them, the things I've gave them, they have taken up my place in their lives. And God has been concerned, concerned. And so he says, let me shake my people. Let them wake up. is not to be here forever. The bride is here to accomplish the work of God. Number one, to win souls. To establish his kingdom. 
to do his will. But all this that we do here leads into that life, that day when he says, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Heaven rejoices. There is gladness. He says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. Give who? Give Jesus glory. Why? For the marriage of the Lamb has come. The marriage of the Lamb has come. Let's give him glory. Let's praise him. Because church, when the father looks on the right hand side and he looks at his son and he says, my son, you've done a good job. And what does he thank him for? Because he says, the bride has been prepared. If he blesses me down here on the earth, he gives me a lot of money. I, I do so many things. I build so many houses. I feed the poor. I, I do so many things. I have so many things around me. But I don't get ready for the marriage. It will be potter. It will be nothing. It will be useless. 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 In this sad time, yes, there are many people in this season of the lockdown. Many people who don't have what to eat. Many people who need help. And there are people who are concerned and they want to help people and they are helping people. Yes. But amidst all that and amidst the lives of those who need help, where is their focus? Is it God? Is it seeking God? Is it saying, even if I go through this moment of lack, Lord, I choose to tune my heart to you. This does not mean that we should not help those who I need. No, we should help them. But those who are being helped and those who are helping, where is their heart? Where is your heart? And so, the Father that day wants to turn to the son and say well done yes you saved you paid the price for the my people to be redeemed and they were redeemed but secondly thank you for helping them for encouraging them thank you for preparing them for this The father wants to tell his son, not only thank you for dying on the cross. If he died on the cross and people rejoice because of his death on the cross. 
and maybe they got saved they came to him they accepted him as lord and savior yes but eventually they walked into their own world turned into their own world turned into their own things would the cross have any more meaning yes you saved them but where are they yes they were redeemed but where are they the marriage has come but they are not there and so the greater work is not only redemption redemption opens the door to come in but the greater work also is the preparation for the marriage for the marriage and so they are rejoicing and they give him glory because the marriage of the lamb has come gain sight once again of that marriage gain sight people of god gain sight leaders pastors leaders apostles prophets evangelists worshipers musicians intercessors gain sight once again of that marriage of that day when the bridegroom meets the bride and says welcome home welcome welcome and so one because the marriage of the lamb has come but number two because his wife has made herself ready ho 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 because the bride has made herself ready church greater joy and greater gladness and the giving of glory to him is of two major th- reasons two one because the marriage of the lamb has come number two because the bride has been made has made herself ready are you ready are you getting ready are you getting ready are you being prepared for that day are you being prepared for his coming are you getting ready god has been looking down on the earth he sees how man is so busy he sees how nations are so busy he sees governments being so busy people lost in their work people lost in their own things and and there is a lot of business around people but also there are those who are also not busy but they are still lost in the world and so it's not about just being busy it's about being far from god far from fellowship with him far from hearing his voice and many of us the only voices we hear are voices of 
things that we want. Prophecies of things that we want. But God is changing. And, and this changing has been on for a long time. It's just that many have not been hearing. But now, he is taking the preparation higher. And tightening the nuts. So that when that day comes, his place is not empty. But there are millions and millions and billions that are on the table and who are ready for the marriage. Preparation. 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 Every work that God does, he does it through preparation. He first prepares. And look at how he prepared Mary. Mary was prepared that the day that the angel had to speak to him, Mary had to be alone. Imagine if Joseph was there or people were there. She was alone. She was prepared. Even when she didn't know, God prepared her that the right time comes and she's in the right place and she's in the right mood and she's ready. And look at how God preserved her that she does not go in with Joseph. Look at all that. Planned. And look at what the Bible says of a man called John. John is sent to prepare the way of the Lord. He prepares the way of the Lord. Matthew chapter 3 verse 3. For this is he who was, who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, The voice of one, of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. God sends a man. Before Jesus comes, he says, go prepare the way. Preparation. Preparation. Are you prepared? Are you getting prepared? One of the things that is going to become dominant in my life, in the assignment, and God has emphasized this, and this is to prepare the way of the Lord and to help his people get ready. This is becoming dominant in my life, in the calling of God upon me. Nations to get ready for the coming of the Messiah. Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 11, chapter 11 verse 10. It says, for this is he of whom it was written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face. Who will prepare your way before you? I'll send my messenger ahead. Who will prepare the way? Preparation. Matthew chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26, verse 17. It says, Now, on the first day of the feast 
of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into that city to a certain man and said to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared the Passover. Preparation. Where do we prepare for you? They are aware. They are aware of that moment. They are not blinded. They are not caught of God. No. Church, God cannot allow his son to come back when he knows everyone is not prepared. He can't. He's so merciful. He's so loving. The marriage that he's preparing for, it, it needs people. It needs people. And so he will do anything and everything in his power to see that his people are prepared. But are you going to fight with him while he's preparing? While he wants you to prepare, but for you want to fight because you want to stay in your own world on the side of the world? Or you're going to cooperate? You're going to cooperate. You're going to surrender. You're going to yield and say, yes, I surrender. I allow the preparation to take place in my life. And how do we prepare? This is not something new. You know it, all of you. Through fellowship with him. Our hearts connected to him. Repentance. Real repentance. Turning away from our wicked ways. Turning away from every evil. Turning away from everything that has taken us away from him. And there are those things that no one can tell you about that you are doing which the father does not want. Other than the Holy Spirit who is in you that begins to convict you of sin. He begins to convict you. And so, in this time, God wants his spirit to take his place in our hearts. That he can speak to you directly. He can talk to you directly. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a sermon. You don't need someone to just remind you of what God wants to do in your life. The conviction that turning to him, the first thing you need is the Holy Spirit in you. In you. And he begins to guide you. And that will happen when you get back into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There are things I may not tell you. There are things that people may be afraid to tell you about. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you and to guide you, he will begin to lead you into that which the Father desires. They prepare. I, I, I look at some of the things that are going on 
and especially with the lockdown. Many nations are facing the lockdown. Many people. And many people have been caught off guard. Many have been caught unaware. As I've been saying that God has been sending me to the nations. And even these months, I have traveled already. In January, I traveled. In February, I traveled. Early last month, I traveled. But God made sure that I am not caught up there. That I'm not locked out from there. He made sure that I'm here because all the days for the last mission, they were all planned and everything was just falling into place. And even here, back in Uganda, everything around, even when our government began to lock down into certain areas, certain things and telling people, no cars moving. And, and, and certain places being closed down. I look at things around me and I see there was preparation. Preparation. Even when some of the things were not clear that this is what is coming, prepare, no. He just led me to doing things. I look at a bicycle, a bicycle, a mountain bike that, that I, I bought some time back and it has been there. And everything that is needed. And now you look at saloons that have been closed and all that. And some time back I, I had everything that I needed. I, I, I bought, I, I got one of the most, one of the professional hair cutting machine. I have it there. Different things if need be to work on myself, I have it. This morning, I had to get ready and I had to get on my bicycle to come here to church. And I had to come at the right time. And when I arrived here, after a few minutes, it began raining. But I was already here. And, so, and, and I came here about two hours or one and a half hours before the service could begin. I didn't wait and say, maybe let me wait until 30 minutes or one hour. The rain would have caught me at home. Even if it had, it would have stopped. I would have used the bicycle, but maybe the mud would have gone over my clothes. But also, even if I was caught into that moment of rain and I'd had to move in the rain, I have the raincoats. I have the raincoats. And so even if it rains, I cannot be stopped. I have even raincoat boots. Raincoat boots. The ones that you put in, you, you, put, you put them over your shoes. And so I am ready to do anything. I'm ready to move. But this readiness in all these things... You cannot compare it to the readiness of the coming of the Lord. But let these few things around us help us to say, okay, this is nothing. You cannot compare it to the readiness of his coming.
the readiness of the marriage. And that is what the father is looking for. The marriage. He says in the book of Matthew. Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 42. It says, watch therefore. Watch therefore. For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Watch. 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 Look at what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. It says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. I'll read it again. By faith knower, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Divinely warned by faith. How are you going to be ready for him? You need to be caught up in the spirit. You need to be spiritually alert so that divinely you can be prepared. Divinely you can be warned. This is not about the flesh. It's about divine things. And God wants in this moment, in these days, that divine nature, that divine character, that divine things, divine talk to become dominant in our lives, to become dominant in families, divine things. And that's why the Bible says that if you are in him, focus on the things above. Now all these things begin to make meaning. But even when people are going through difficulties and the lockdowns, but their focus gets more into the flesh, into the things of the world, they are going to miss divine preparation and divine warning. The Bible says that by faith, it is all by faith, faith in him, by faith. Divinely warned of things not yet seen, not yet seen. Can you see what is unseen in the physical? Can you hear what no one else is hearing? He does not want us to be caught unaware. Let's read on. 
Bible says, moved with godly fear. Moved with godly fear. So he did not only hear, he was not only divinely warned, he did not only understand, but there was action. Action. And there was urgency in action. Urgency. The Bible says, moved with godly fear. You see, you can know, you can hear, but there is no urgency in your heart. No godly fear. Godly fear causes us to focus on God. Causes us to focus on what he wants. Godly fear causes us to act. The Bible says they have ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they don't see. Jesus moved with godly fear. Action. The Bible says that faith without action is dead. So what are your actions? How are you moving? The Bible says he moved with godly fear, prepared the ark. So it was internal fast. It began from within. The, pre- the movement began from within. The movement did not begin from the outside. It began from me within. Some people think, let me first get this, then I move. Let me first do this, then move. No, it's internal. Internal first. The Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Purpose. So he moved with godly fear. And then, number three, because number one, he was warned divinely. Number two, he moved with godly fear. Number three, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Prepared the ark. Amen. And now it's not only about Noah. He prepared the ark for his family. And it was not only for his family. It was big enough to accommodate people who were there. But people refused. They refused. They literally refused. They refused. They refused. Look at verse 16. It says, but now they desire a better place that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Prepared. Prepared. We will, we will share more through this. But for now, I want to end here. But as I conclude, I want to say to you, What are you going to allow to become dominant in your life? What are you going to allow to become major in you? Major in your family. Major in your ministry. Major in your calling. What is that? And remember, 
as we've been going through this. The Father does not only focus on the redemption. He does not thank his son for paying the price for going to the cross and dying for mankind. He doesn't stop there. Heaven does not only rejoice because Jesus has died on the cross. But there is greater work. To him, the work is not yet finished. It's not yet finished. Because to him, he is going to rejoice more. The father is going to rejoice more when the marriage is ready. And when the bride has also been made ready. She's ready. And so the greatest work that God is doing and going to do in these 10 years, in this decade, this special decade, the greatest work is preparation of the bride. That's the greatest work. To prepare the bride for the marriage. And secondly, to say, come in to bring as many to become the bride. Those two things in this, in this decade. The winning of souls, people to come. But number two, the preparation of the bride. Making the bride ready for the marriage. And this is a turning point. This is a turning point to have our eyes open, our hearts open, to see what is on the heart of the Father in this hour, what he wants to accomplish in this season. The shakings are going on in the world and more will come, but that's not the issue. That's not the issue. The issue is the father preparing the bride. The bride and the bridegroom on that day. The father to say, thank you. It is finished. It is done. I want to be there. I want my family to be there. I want my wife. I want my children to be there. I want my people to be there. And so, Father, we come before you, O oh God. We give you our hearts, Lord. We give you Rikoshi Brababalabosite. And let me ask all of you to pray. Please, please just surrender. Just surrender everyone and pray. Wherever you are, just allow God to, to, to stir up your spirit, to stir up your heart. Wherever you are, just kiriko shikayala la broshite. Riko zibababa yamdiri bebozite. Riko zokabababa. Riko, let God help you to begin to put off the layers and layers of things that had covered your heart, that had covered your mind, things that were so dear to you, but to him they were not. So allow him, even in this season, in this coming week, allow him to keep on removing those layers off you, to keep on removing those things out of 
the, the, the scales out of your eyes and and, 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 and to transform your mind and, and everything all around you so that your heart begins to connect and begin to understand in the name of Jesus. Jehovah, 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 Jehovah. The big word that I see is prepare, 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 prepare. That's the big word that I see. Prepare. Get ready. Get ready. Lord, I give you my heart, O God. I give myself away. I give myself away. Yes, the Lord is saying, Whom can I send? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us in this hour? Who will go for us in this season? Who will go for us? Who will go for us to the professionals? Who will go for us to the marketplace? Who will go for us? Who will go out there to gather in, to gather in the people? Who will go there to warn my people? Who will go there? Oh my God. Oh church, families, reorganize. Reorganize, readjust. God wants you to realign with Him. Realign your priorities with His priority. Realign your ambition, family ambitions, personal ambitions. Realign your life with His life. We are living an hour now whereby just being saved is not enough. We are being in a season now where just being saved is not enough. Oh, it's about being caught up in him it's about being ready for him it's about finishing the assignment he said my meat is to do the will of my father and to finish and to finish this past week news came one of our friends one of the pastors in the in UK in London Pastor Kayua I knew him I knew him from Uganda and one time I went to the UK to London I met him there we ministered oh uh, it was so touching to hear this past week that he had passed away and he died because of COVID-19. He died. But to me, when I had the news and I saw his picture, and I'm like, Lord, did he finish the work? Lord, was he ready? Yes, he has left his wife behind. He has left his children behind. He's, oh my God. And, and dying, dying now is not the issue. But the issue is, are you ready? Are you ready? Have you done what he called you to do? Are you caught up in his will? Oh, 
Are you caught up in the preparation? Are you making yourself ready? The Bible has said that that, that the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready. She's made herself ready. Oh, God is calling upon you, the bride. Make yourself ready. Not on the last day. Not on the last minute. No, because we don't know the hour. We did business people business people it's not only about making money it's not about your business expanding and prospering but where is your heart are you being great made professionals it's not just more of promotion and promotion and where you work and getting more money or crying and saying God make a way for me but are you getting ready are you making yourself ready oh my God it's not only about God take the problems away the challenges away from me but amidst all that can your heart be caught up into his heart be made ready Father we are here Father we give you our hearts Lord Father we are Mukama release a sense of urgency in us. Release a sense of urgency, Lord, in the church. Release a sense of urgency, Lord, in families. Release a sense of urgency in the ministry, Lord. In the ministry, Lord. We don't have all the time to do our own things. We don't have all the time. Father, the time has become shorter and shorter. Release that heart of urgency. Release that sense of urgency, Lord, in our hearts, in our lives, in this season, in this hour, oh Lord. Mukama. 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 I give myself away. Those of you who are watching, if you can kneel down where you are, if you have a place where to kneel down, you can kneel down. Or if you can prostrate down, give yourself away to him. Give, give yourself away to him. Give yourself away to him. Yes, you can have things you want him to do for you. 
Yes, you can have needs, but put those aside. Give yourself away to Him. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh, come on. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Father, we renew our covenant with you. Lord, give your children the grace to be ready in every time, in every season, and out of season, Lord. Let your grace abound, Lord. Let the children be made ready. Let adults be made red. Let the youth, the youth I speak to you, young people. There is so much going on these days that is causing the young people to be drifted away from the master. But don't allow. Turn to God. Return to the Lord. Return to your place in Him. He wants to make you ready. You can study, but while you are ready. You can work, but while you are ready. You can be a preacher, but while you are ready. You can be a musician, but while you are ready. May that grace of being ready be released upon you. May that grace of making yourself ready be released upon families be released upon nations 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 receive the grace of being made ready oh, Jesus may God bless you May God be with you. May God inspire you. Even as you go through these days, 
May your heart be caught up in the word of God. Spend time in the word of God. Spend time in worship. Get time to seek his face. Time to fast. Don't follow programs. People have been used to programs. People have been used to even fasting seasons that are declared by the church and, and people follow that these days. No, it's different. And, 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 and so many people have jumped onto praying away this virus and they are fasting and praying away that this pestilence can go away. Remove your eyes from that. Put your eyes on the master. Put your eyes on Jesus. Put your eyes on what he wants to accomplish in your life. Why? Because as you put your focus on him, he begins to realign you. He begins to open your eyes and you begin to see the real things that he wants. Other than you being caught up in your own world. You can be caught up into praying. Prayer can become an idol to you. Fasting can become an idol to you. Serving church can become an idol to you. And you miss God and you're not ready for him. Because you are caught up into things. But in this hour, God is drawing our hearts. When you have an open heart and you surrender to him, he begins to draw you closer. As he draws you closer, he also draws closer to you until when the very heart is opened and the very eyes are opened. And you begin to see him. You begin to hear his voice. You begin to feel his heart. May God bless you and watch over you. If you have your offerings, you can get a hold of your offering. You can prepare your offering. And may God lead you. Those of you who, 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 who can send your offering, your tithes to the different numbers that have been provided to you, those who can send through the bank, may God bless you and lead you. And let me tell you, the greatest thing is not the offering. The greatest thing is not the tithe. No. We've come to a point where all that is even becoming useless. Because you can have money, you can have your car, but you can't drive it. You can have money, but you cannot go where you want to go. Look at what is happening these days with the lockdown. And so all these things, they're not the main thing. The main thing is Jesus. He's God. And especially in these days, the making ready of the bride. Father, bless your children. Increase them. Preserve them. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. May God be with you. Shalom. <laughs>